Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me and Nick on most platforms at HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, though, go to Facebook and visit us at the HyperClean Specialist Facebook group or send us a text direct, 918-800-1188. And I don't know about you, Nick, but I'm truly ready to enjoy some mango chili, margarita-style, truly. Uh, girlfriend grabbed these this past weekend because we went over to my sister's house last weekend, and she had some. I took one sip, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. We got this whole variety pack home, and I go, yeah, that's going to need a lot more tequila. Like, yeah, it just, I, I was like, maybe I'd already had a few at my sister's house. Yeah. Maybe margarita mix with no margarita. Yeah. Like it, like it, they're, they're tasty, but I'm like, it's just like, I, I gotta have some tequila to it. Like I, I gotta have yeah. some bite to it. Yeah. And, and I don't know why you're drinking that since we're on the paints and polishing podcast and not the pints <laughs> and polishing this week, but yeah, <laughs> uh, no, those things are. Man, these seltzers, you want to talk about get yourself in trouble. Yeah. How are those high nooners doing? Buddy, I'm can't, I, it's like putting food in my house. You know, for anybody that hasn't seen this, the reason I kind of eat the way that I do when there's like extra stuff in my house, I'm just like an animal. I cannot control myself. I get like one nooner and I'm like, oh, good. Seven later, I'm like, wow, this went too far too quick. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's like candy. And, and, and I realize there's vodka in it and I just don't even care. I just crack one, crack another one. I'm like, oh, I really like this grapefruit flavor. Really like this. I mean, what a clown. I mean, I just can't be trusted. It's like I told you, dude, I, you got to keep shit out of my house. Like, that's the rule at our house. Like, don't buy that. I'll eat a whole bag of potato chips one sitting. But how'd your Sunday go? Because I kind of tried to do what you did. I put on the Drake song. You know, you can't drink all day if you don't start till the morning. <laughs> you know, we cracked over some mimosas, had a good time. How'd your Sunday go? Cause I'm taking, you went started at noon with some nooners and just kept right on going, huh? No, that was me for Saturday. Oh, um, Saturday. Played, played, uh, you know, I get invited to a lot of charity events. You and I talk about it. It's great. Really glad. So there's this baseball program that, you know, I get invited to the golf tournament every year. We go to the golf tournament and they I got think, free. Are you, what kind of golfer are you though? I mean, are you like a, I like to go play just here and there and I, I yeah, you know, I'm like, I might, I might score more, but you know, I, I had fun or you like a yeah. shit. I, I lost eight balls this time and no. I did better. I don't know. So first of all, I, I play in Vegas. So a lot of gambling on the golf course. It's it, for me, it's, it's sort of like watching football. If I'm not going to gamble, football stinks. Same with golf. Can't stand golf if we're not gambling. So the guys I play with, we gamble. We have games we play, whatever. I would say I'm an above-average golfer. I really just do it, though, to hang out with buddies, gamble, dick off, have some jokes, bust some balls. It, and here's the but, other thing. For people that don't golf, here's the greatest thing. Once you get your your family used to it, it's like four to six hours out of the house like to do whatever you want, have some drinks, shoot the shit with some buddies, you know, that, that's kind of what I use it for. And, and, you know, the cool thing about this event, there's a lot of guys that play in, in the major leagues now. And, you know, so I get exposed to some guys that are good for my detailing business, but also cool guys to know. And, uh, yeah, they had nooners there. 
they're passing them out. They got chicks driving around, passing out nooners. And it's like, it just goes, I can't be trusted. Like plain and simple cannot be trusted when, when stuff I like to drink or eat is around me. It's just, it's a complete shit show. So did your game go better or worse? Oh, my game is about the same. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, and you know, it's like a billion miles of wind here. So that's not that fun, but look, it's always a great golf tournament to play in. And look, man, nooners are just, they're so good. It's ridiculous. I don't know how people drink the other. So I used to like the other kind, but now, now that you get nooners, it's like, man, this shit is on a different level. Yeah. They are quite tasty, much better than the Trulies. I know that hundred <laughs> percent, but truly still, Hey, I still, still good. Still good. Still good. Yeah. All right. Let's get in some buy and sell because I, I don't think you want to tell us what that long drive was the other day. Did you no. get the long drive or no? No, actually there was a long drive champion there. So he pretty much won by like 300 yards. I mean, oh. I think he hit this ball to the moon. We so, were pulling for you. Yeah. No, I didn't win the free t-shirt that everybody wants. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your buy sell? Man. So inside of our company, we had a pretty exciting week last week, meaning not stuff that public, you know, it's just me and you and text and FaceTime and like, dude, check this out. And I think guys don't realize there's a big nerd factor to me that when we have a product that I think is great, that we finally got where we want to go on it. Like there's nothing there. That's the coolest feeling. You know, it's like the first time you polish paint or you're working on a tough to correct vehicle and you finally get it to finish out and you're like, I did it. And there's just like that excitement. It was the same last week. You know what I'm buying is we keep saying Fuego launched. We got a really great interior product launching. We got a bunch of stuff in the hopper ready to go. And I think we're going to have some additions to our ceramic line. We're excited, man. And that's what I'm buying. Like last week was real cool inside our company. Just again, I mean, me and Marty, it's not like I was texting 50 people. I, I was just real excited and we had a little team meeting this morning and I'm like, dude, this, this, this is a winner. And I think that's what I'm buying. And I know everybody out there that runs a business, you just have those days, those weeks where something happens and you go, damn, this is really cool. So I, I'm buying some of the things that we have coming and who we got some really unbelievable things coming. Uh, no doubt it. It's going to be a good, fun 2022 as we continue to move forward. All right. For me, I am buying, I'm in a similar circumstance, but not quite the same, right? Like the only similarity is we're both buying cars, right? I'm buying a car for my girlfriend. Um, and <laughs> well, I'm letting her do everything because I'm not really going to be the opposite of you, right? Like yeah. <laughs> opposite of you. I'm going into these, you know, dealerships, everybody, and, and I get to just observe. And it's, it's really is fun to sit back and, and observe and watch salesmen in, in, you know, basically in their, in their game. It's go time. You got people walking up. It's usually people that dealerships that I know. And so we have a prearranged time and I'm buying good salesmen. I'm buying good salesmen, like good salesmen don't even have you know that they're selling you something and it's not from the sleazy side it's simply they're just really great at talking to you get to know who you are what you're looking for they guide her around the vehicle she says something that it's not that she's wanting 
they exit out. They move on to the next thing. They're always leading her towards what she wants. Now, some of them will go back and forth. They'll come start talking to me. And I'm like, hey, listen, just talk to her, right? You know, like, let her pick out what she wants. But the only part of this good salesman that we've, we've really had a good connection with is he let us walk out of the dealership and the car that we both liked, she was just hesitant on and they bought it the next day. Somebody else came in and bought it. And it was that's like, the car world right now. Right. It is. And that's what he said afterwards. And he goes, listen, it just, that's the way it is right now. Yep. And, and I go, sure. Like I got no beef because once again, I'm not really going to see this car that much. I yep. just got to sit in it for a little bit while she drove it. I enjoyed it. But it was just like, wow, like everything that I really enjoyed about it until it came time to pressure, we shouldn't have walked out of there if we both liked it, right? I mean, yeah. we shouldn't have taken it. Was there some regret now that somebody else has it? Yeah, but they didn't close us in the way that I think some of the times in the past, yeah. there was a little bit more pressure in car sales. They don't they give a rip now. Yeah, they really don't care now. And they got so a very- Did I tell you about this? Is this happening there? You know, here dealerships love the fact that customers can't sit around anymore because of COVID and you know, all the restrictions have been lifted here, but guess what they do when you drop your car off for service, even if it's only going to take a couple hours, they pay for you to leave and go take an Uber and a Lyft. You know what a general manager told me? He goes, dude, we had more incidents from people sitting around. It's worth it financially for me to get them out of the building, send them wherever say, Hey, there's a credit to your lift account or whatever to come back. Like the dealership model for those who haven't like interacted in that world, the last couple of years, or even the last year, they don't care. It's not the old days. And you know, it's really insensitive of you to bring up car buying. When I just told you off air, I know Facebook live saw it, that I just had a car slip through my fingers because you know, doesn't, couldn't fit the baby in the back regardless if I think it's going to appreciate like crazy and it was an excellent price. And I said, told the whole story the week leading up to the auction ending, it got the rug got pulled. I missed out on a deal and you don't even care. You're just going to bring it up. So everybody can see what kind of jerk you really are behind the scenes. That's a real sensitive subject right now. It just happened a few hours ago. Way to go, Marty. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> we talked about you, you know, speaking from your heart more. And so now it's Jeez, oh, Pete. I mean, you want to talk about a sad day for all those out there that have listened to the Friday episodes. I look for good deals. I look for the right thing. I got it. And the rug got pulled and I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Let's move on to the next subject. But you got to experience the dealership world is not how you remember it at all. And uh, I, I don't know, man, I don't think it's going to go back either. Like they're going to fight tooth and nail to never go back to that high pressure system ever again. And I, Rightfully so. I was more comfortable as a customer, but the only thing is, right, that's the only part of it was like, boy, I really, as a customer, I regret not getting a car. And if he would have put a little pressure on us, I think I could have gotten her to go ahead and sign that night, but she yeah. wanted to think about it and I get it. Right. So there's that always that, right. There's always that objection that salespeople have well let me yeah. think about it yeah well and how you about think it, about it it's gone yep made us lose out yeah. and so having good salesmen 
right? You, we all know this. The best companies, the best way to grow, always have the best salesmen. However, inside of detailing and inside of our industry, especially if we're a detailer, mobile, shop owner, whichever setting, maybe I'm a weekend guy, we're not really the best at selling, right? We, we're actually, some of us are very, very weak, and that's okay, right? I mean, it's okay if you're going to go in, in, in a direction where you want to pay for clicks, pay for stuff, pay to get into your funnel, right? There is ways around your weakness. There is. There's also ways around it by using something that's a lot easier to sell. And that's some of the stuff we want to talk about today. Like, why have we been so staunch as a company on ceramic coatings and specifically against lifetimes and these big long time things that take forever for a detailer to install? Why have we been so heavy against it? We both have a couple different things to chat about. Nick, that's, you know, the, the reason why I bring up a lot of why I'm selling or buying good salesmen is A, because they're so hard to find just a, a good, good quality salesman. How difficult has it been for you in your history through your growing your company to learn sales and to, to fight through how to be a good salesman? Yeah, I think it's, it's probably the number one thing you have to be to have a successful company. Uh, if you're going to be a successful detailer, you need to be the best salesman in your area, right? Like that's just business 101. You can have the greatest shoe in the world and manufacture the greatest shoe in the world. If you don't sell anybody to buy it, doesn't matter that you have the greatest shoe. The Henry Ford thing is, is the way to look at it for all of us in the car industry. He never built the best car. Never, ever once in his life has he ever built the best car. As a company, the Ford companies never built the best car on the planet. What they did was they honed in on their manufacturing. They made the, the assembly line more efficient. They did all that kind of stuff. And then he went out and he was really great at telling people why he had the best car and why he had the best, you know, rat trap basically to bring them into his business, right? Like that's what he perfected. He didn't perfect building the best car. And the same goes for detailers. If you want to sit behind a polisher and become the best paint polisher in the world, two thumbs up. I'm going to support that 10 out of 10 times. But if you want to make your business really, really big, you're going to, that doesn't work. You're going to have to put someone else behind a polisher and someone else behind a polisher and someone else behind a polisher. I believe we have a guest maybe coming up on Wednesday night. How often do you, you know, who's pretty successful and got a big shop or a couple shops and things like that. He doesn't polish a bunch of cars. He's at expos and doing all these different things to promote his business. And so I think the part of being a great salesman that guys don't realize is if you could have one skill in business as a whole that you would say I'm the best at, and maybe you were terrible to everything else, you'd want to be the best at sales. Period. End of story. But I don't, I don't really like trying to tell people to do something that they don't really want to do. Oh yeah. That's look, that's all of us. I mean, I don't want to look somebody in the eye at, at the beginning of my business. I didn't want to look someone in the eye and say, I know better than you. And that's really what salesmen do in a polite way right? They have their way of saying it. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to uh, massage the conversation in the direction of, let me help you buy the right thing for you, right? Like, this is what I do all day, Marty. 
let me help you and lead you through the car buying process to the things that fit the needs that you are. One of the things that we've talked about on this podcast, you know, we deal with it in our distribution network. When we, when we have sales talks with them, we deal with this in every level of detailing. You have to sell things. Marty, the number one thing I think I've learned, the more questions I ask, the less sales I have to do. If you are a person that talks and talks and talks and talks and talks, the odds you're going to be a great salesman are pretty small because the gift of gab is great, but the gift of proper questions is what's going to lead you to never feel like you're actually selling somebody because you're just going to let them talk and answer what they need. That's what I was really hoping you would get to. Like, what have you learned, you know, in, in learning about sales was the amount of questions and how important it is to ask questions. And the reason why is, you know, if you, if you take a theory of salesmanship, you've seen the movie, we've all seen, most of us have seen the movie Wolf on Wall Street. Well, you know, the premise of, you know, you go, go listen to his book, The Way of the Wolf. You know, the premise is all about leading the customer in what's best for the customer, and it's always doing what these good salesmen are doing. Take out the things that the customer doesn't want. Take out the yeah. things that the customer doesn't need so that you're always leading them to yeses. Yeah. Always guiding them to yes, because you've asked the right questions. You know what they need. And then you guide them to what is best for them. So in all your years, uh, uh, what are we, 22 now? 22 years? 20, 24 years. Yeah, 24 1998. Years how many people have you met that a lifetime coding fit exactly their need? I, I haven't. Uh, we said this on last week's podcast. I mean, it, you know, more power to the people selling them. But I, I, in the 20 plus, 30 plus thousand, I mean, could even be more than that cars I've been responsible for in my career, in my business, or personally things I've worked on. I've never found that. Uh, I, I've looked at it from every angle. Hey, would it work for this cu this customer or that customer? I I haven't I haven't been able to see why there's a defense of it. it. It's not it's not something that I've ever come across, and I've come across some pretty pretty interesting cars. So I no, I've never had it. So in the sales process, that would make it. I mean, if just we're just going to dumb it down, right? One plus one plus one equals two, right? In the sales process, if it's extremely difficult, you to sell somebody something that they don't really need, then how rare would it be for somebody to build a business based off of selling something that most, most people don't ever need? Like how incredibly yeah. difficult is that going to be for people? It's, it's an obstacle you're setting up for yourself, right? So let's say you, you know, the way to frame this really is, you know, we have an incident that that's happened here at the big, at the beginning of 2022 with a guy that we do business with. And he just freshly came over to our ceramic line. Now he uses all of our products, but his real movement into our company was he just didn't believe in the ceramics he'd been selling for years. It wasn't even about the company. They were basically, you know, pushing him into the five to seven year market, which he didn't believe in him personally. He didn't understand the price point because it was 1500 to, to 3000 at every turn. He just put a lot of years in with this company and felt like he could never get traction. When he came to me and we started having conversation, we basically helped him build out 
uh, a product sheet or, you know, a, a, you know, a sales sheet. These are the better, uh, good, better, best system is a very basic system guys should be using. But if I have 58 coatings, I can't use the good, better, best system, right? Because I have good, better, best, bestest, greatest, this, you know what I mean? All of a sudden I have 15 coatings in my line. If I offer a lifetime coating, how many coatings in between do I need for the lifetime coating to make sense? I mean, it's gotta be infinite, right? One year to lifetime is a lot of coatings. So when we help this, this guy with his business, he's like, Hey man, I'm just going to move to your system. Walk me through what you would do. And Marty, that's what we did. And, and, and so let's walk people through a very common sense approach to our ceramic system as we sit here today. Number one, most people, if you listen to our Friday episode, we talked about preservation. This is also going on in the HyperClean Specialist Group right now, a great thread talking about preservation because we had a member of that group come across very little paint on a brand new car, which is happening more and more, FYI. And I know you referenced you in that post as well about how you've talked about that. Here's the interesting thing. How much can be accomplished with a one-step? It's, incre it's incredible. One-step technology is not used properly by a lot of people. You had Jason Rose on here. Everybody that's anybody is starting to wake up and say, the technology's there. Let's cut some paint. We should get 75 to 95% you know, cut and defect removal with the one-step technology we have now. But then let's walk to HyperCleans. Uh, interaction with this guy. We moved him to a one, two, and three-year system away from the five to seven-year they didn't believe in. All one-step corrections. Everything trying to get done in under five and a half hours. Okay, from wash, decon, all the way down. Paint only is what we're talking about here. That's what he wanted to chase. One step, one, two, and three-year. The best year or the best month he ever had in three plus years beforehand was $5,000 a month in revenue, which that's nothing to sneeze at. You know, for a guy starting his business, that's a nice number. January, 2022, he committed to our system at the turn of the year, not in December, January one, by when February one hit, he had had a $13,000 month. That that's, that's what we call difference making business wasn't because we reinvented the wheel. It's because we applied common sense and helped him believe in the things he was selling. He loves that two-year product for his customer base. So what he did was set the one-year at a price that didn't make sense, set the three-year at a price that didn't make a bunch of sense, set the two-year at a price that he loved and they loved. And he's selling dose off the charts. Marty, how many reorders have we had in a quick time from a, from a single detailer because all he did was follow a common sense approach. Now, when he picks up the phone, man, that confidence is off the charts. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, you talk about believing. I think that's a, that's a big thing for people to start wondering for their own selves is do they truly believe in what they're selling? Well, so I think the interesting part for me is the different people that are coming in the DMs that are going, hey, what's up, man? And it's like, I look back and hadn't talked to him in, since 2018. You know, like... Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, like you guys. Yeah, man. Oh, so these are this and this. Yeah. Yeah. We've evolved. We've grown because we believed in what we were doing. We believed in the system that we had put together. 
we believe that overall, it's going to be the main part of where the industry will be. It will be the best way for you to grow long term. And this is the direction. Some people are now starting to say, and you've seen in the comments, especially in Facebook, like, we're going against the grain. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, but that wasn't the point. The point was, this was just where businessmen <laughs> see where other businessmen could go long term and make a really large business out of it versus yeah. one night standing customers. Well, so think about this, Marty. You have a detailer that at the end of 2021 has probably made somewhere around $60,000 in his business. Great. Okay. It's a great start to your business, but three or four years in, maybe you don't feel like that's great. You feel stagnant. You turn and because you have a conversation with us and then you run with it and say, Hey, this makes all kinds of sense. You start the year off with 13 K. Now he's booked out well over a month. We're having a conversation last week. Am I really booked out? I had to educate him and say, you're not really as booked out as you think. Okay. How do you get your processes down so you can coat two cars per day? Now we're talking about shop space, how to, how to get something that works for him. This guy was not having this conversation 60 days ago. Your life doesn't have to take three years to get it off the ground in business. But if you chase a model that's really difficult, it could take you a lifetime to get it off the ground. Yeah. Now, what did we leverage? What did he leverage really in our ceramic line? You know what he leveraged? Two things. Common sense. So now he talks more confidently to a customer. Hey, sir, you just bought this car. It's a two-year lease. Guess what? This is what you're going to get. Here's our two-year coding. Most of our cut, I mean, now his confidence level, he's just rolling off his tongue on a conversation. He's taking deposits on every single appointment. So if they cancel, he keeps the money. This wasn't going on 60 short days ago. And here's the other part of it. He's a lot, he's, he's able, he has been able to be more efficient because he's used a coding system that's extremely durable, adds tremendous gloss, incredible slickness, durability that we undersell compared to the years we, we put on the bottle. And he can put it on in very little time and he doesn't have to fight the hell out of the coding system. He doesn't have to sit there and worry and go, oh, what's the flat? That's the second part for him is now he can start to build a system. And so Last week, we've been talking about once a week. Here's what I'll tell you is the conversation. How do we hire? How do we grow? 60 short days ago, he didn't have enough work to fill up his week. Now we're talking about hiring in 45 days. Not rocket science. It isn't. And he had, he had been using a brand that does a lot of the pay-per-clicks. You know, you, you want to go put their logo on top of your logo. You want to have them do all like the purpose of the, the, what we're just going through is that it's this kid, right? Because he believed in the product. He didn't have to sell hype. He didn't have to pay for all this extra stuff. He just believed in what the product would do for the customer because it met the customer's needs. Yep. That's the best way. Don't be a flash in the pan guy. 
right? Yeah. How many of those people over the past years where they were doing all this and they had all these other people's logos and had all that like flash in the pan and gone, right? You now have a kid that's developing a business and a name for himself and he's doing it the right way. Yeah. Ah, it, yeah. I and, absolutely and love it. it. And, and here's the thing. This, this is kind of what we get across about our ceramic line. I don't care if people use light long coatings. Like I, I'm not against it. You know, we, we, we haven't really had this conversation in a while. I'm not against a five to seven year coating. I put a bunch of them on cars. I mean, I'm not against them even today. One of the things that I, I will say though, is I dealt with it in my business that when you deal with a, an improperly formulated five to seven year coating and it's super finicky, you're having to babysit. You're having to worry if, if, if an employee or a team member can put it on properly, then you got to check for high spots. And then, I mean, that's some real, that's real headache to make it so you can scale. So when you use a lot of these products and they're formulated, and that's what I've always kind of said about two layer systems, going back to 2010, when I was dealing with actual manufacturers, asking me my questions, I said, two layers means I got two times the chance of leaving a high spot. That's always been my thing. It's never been about the two layer. To me, it's always been about the more I touch the car, the more likely it is I'm going to screw something up. That's just human error to see where he's come now, where he's leaving his contemporaries that he kind of grew up in this business behind. And he's starting to realize I went down a path that didn't work. What a learning experience that was. Now I see how easy it could have been. And oh, by the way, folks, he knew our system for two years prior. He was too hard headed to listen. It's all good. I've been that way. You've been that way. He was sure there was a catch. He was sure he was sure something, right? And he went to this original training for this company and he thought they knew better. Awesome. Two thumbs up. So now he gets to have a laugh about it. Hey, made a mistake like we all do in business. I'm rectifying a mistake through the hyperclean system now. And again, the 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 benefit of our ceramic line is not only what you can sell on the front end of the customer, but if it's if it's really really simplistic to install, that's where you get the second benefit. And and I think that's anybody that's installed our coatings will tell you, and crazy slickness, crazy gloss. We got everything that you could ever want out of a coating, but you don't have to sit there and wrestle the coating when you're going around the car. And I, I think that's that's priceless in a million words. So we wanna we, we wanna be a detailer that is around forever. I would think, right? Most of us wanna get into business because we wanna be here doing this. We're passionate about it. It's that word, right? Like we're passion, passionate, right? It, that word always gets thrown out no matter where you find it, right? Everybody's passionate. So cool. You're passionate about your detailing business. You're passionate about your family. You're passionate about being in business, supporting everybody, being the guy. That's awesome. How does that passion turn into more of a flame, more of an eternal flame in a sense, more of something that doesn't always have to be relit. Maybe something that doesn't always have to be continuing to put a lot of gasoline on because you're just trying to keep, yeah, kind of keep it. I got to keep it. 
What if there was just a simpler, easier way? There's no doubt, right, Nick? That's, that's what we've talked about heavily about hyperclean ceramics is the ease of application. Yeah. Why is it important to have an ease of application, not only for my customer, but also if I'm the detailer? It's twofold. Yeah. So how do I take, so you brought up the word passion. You're so right to get started on. So how do I take passion and turn it into processes and purpose? That's sort of the basis of what we've talked about to begin this year. How do I align products then start to build processes and then start to align that with my purpose as a business? When you say the word passion and, and, I, and I get what you're saying and how people say it, I want to take passion and I want to turn it into purpose. That's why we didn't use that word. It's a generic word. You've got to find purpose. So let's the reason you have to align products and processes is because at some point you're going to have to teach someone else, right? And if it's too difficult and it takes all kinds of skill, which I know a lot of people want to believe that's why they can't have team members because the way I correct paint, you know, you just can't teach. You heard that. I just got a skill. I can't teach. No, you have a process that's screwed up and you haven't, you haven't honed in on, using the same pad. We just had this conversation in HyperClean Specialists. Why it's important to join that group where a guy says, well, what about the, the one pad? Is it better on soft or hard clear coats? Is it better on this or that? And I go, in my answer, I go, uh, yeah, I use it on all of them. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I just reduce my pressure or up my speed or slow down my speed or put more abrasive or less abrasive on the surface. And you know what you start to realize? This guy's not having the same conversation I'm having. It's all good. That's why he's in there. He's trying to learn, right? But how many of, uh, of people put on a ceramic coating that they can't build a process around it because it's so finicky? I've been there where I'm just fighting a correct process to never get a high spot. And many people deal with coatings. They can lie. They can tell you online that doesn't happen. I know the companies where it happens. Because I know elite level detailers installing damn near every coating that exists. It's all good. The reason you want user friendly is the same reason that most people in America choose Apple iPhones. When it arrives, it takes me three minutes to turn it on and be on the phone and texting and everything synced up, right? What Apple shows you is that I don't think Apple builds the most robust phone anymore. There's phones that can take a picture off the top of a skyscraper and get somebody's face on the ground. Like they don't build the best iPhone. They build the best process for you to be in their system. The same thing has to go for a detailer. If you use products that you can't teach somebody how to use, you can't hire. You can't grow besides just you because you're not able to develop a process that that doesn't need incredible supervision all the time and when you look at hyper clean ceramics i can take somebody spend an hour or two with them watch their first couple of jobs show them how to do our process and procedure and all of a sudden i feel pretty confident yeah they may make a mistake here and there because they're new but it isn't going to take long for them to understand how this thing works and to just keep following our process internally that's the importance of it. If you want to grow, you can't keep doing all of this difficult stuff 
without building a process around it. And I think that's what our ceramic line gives more than anything. You build a process of laying it down. You show them exactly how to wipe it off and level it your way. We share that all the time of how I do it. At the end of the day, man, if you build those processes, you can scale. You cannot scale on passion. You scale on process and purpose. And, and the full extent, right? We've put on a product. Great. So the full extent of what HyperClean is doing with ceramics is then also because Nick, how long have you had a mobile maintenance business? 12 years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, there's very few that have had detailing businesses, right? But I was specific in the word maintenance, right? There's, there's people that I still maintain since 23, 2003, right? Like maintaining people's cars. Well, you had even, and we had a DM earlier where people were asking about, Hey, who was that guy that built that maintenance business and sold it for millions of dollars, right? Like there's this idea that, wait, I can maintain people's cars for a long period of time. And you, you, you put on what's going to suit their need. You make sure that you give them the best level of protection, whether that's Uno, Dose, or Tray, depending on what their need is, right? You, you then maintain it with something like Eco One and Slick. How easy then do you begin to structure out a, a long-term model where I start to, instead of one night standing people, I start to go, okay, I'm going to get some good money here. Then every week to every other week, I'm going to get even more money. And oh, by the way, this is one of the, the interesting parts where if you're already maintaining somebody's car, let's say you are that mobile detailer and you're going around, but because everything in the past you haven't used that wasn't user-friendly to mobile detailers, Oh, by the way, Nick and I both have mobile detailing businesses. So HyperClean Ceramics has to, one and two, uno and dos, has to be user-friendly in a mobile situation. You can use Trey in a mobile situation, but uno and dos, definitely, you know, those, those are the ones. Trey is a yep. bit robust for most situations. But whether or not you want to get into maintenance or you're already maintaining people's cars, but you just missed out on this extra revenue from adding a coating onto it. And then, oh, by the way, we'll maintain that coating for your regular maintenance was 65 bucks or 95 bucks or 125 bucks. Now it's 135. Now it's 105. Add 10 uh, more bucks on. Yeah, I'm just I love, saying, I like, love that you're bringing us up. Because there's different is, ways. Yeah. yeah. Like th- we've said it nonstop. There's no one way to do a business. So people have done business certain ways. Cool. Yeah. How do you start to be a salesman? and think of maintenance and think of coatings. Like there's, there's so many different ways that I can install it at this price. And this is why I thought of it. This is why I thought of it because people thought I was crazy years ago when they were selling sealants for a hundred bucks and I was at 25 bucks. If you were a part of my maintenance program, I'd put on a sealant for 25 bucks for you. But then your maintenance package just went up another 10 bucks because, well, you just reached a different level. Right, like- you're getting some. We just had this conversation internally. We're we're dealing with a vendor who's bitching about credit card fees. Right, this is this is to the exact same extent you're trying. So let's take it outside so guys can can hear a different perspective. This guy wants to charge us on very 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 large purchases 
the 4% that he's getting charged by his merchant that's charging his, you know, that's running his credit cards. Guess what I said to him? We're very friendly. He's a great guy. I said, if you just raised your prices 5%, you'd make another 1% than what you pay in fees and nobody would care. Nobody would even notice. And his argument was back and forth, back and forth, but it was small-minded, right? It's inside his company. They think they're doing the right thing. And because they have this echo chamber, they're making a bad decision, right? And so it's the same thing that you're talking about. I can always get my money somewhere in the ecosystem. So if I put on a, on a ceramic coating for free, but I make somebody sign a contract that I'm at your house weekly and I charge you 50 bucks every week and I, they're with me 10 years, I'm getting my money regardless. Okay. What guys are, are, are again on this part of the conversation that I want to hear, and let's go back to the, uh, the gentleman who we kind of led the conversation off with. Look, he had some maintenance clients because he was, he did follow and listen to us. Now he's in a position where he can't really service his maintenance clients because he's got so many correction and coding clients. So what's he going to do, Marty? He's got to make a decision here. What a great problem to have. Yeah, I've run right. out of time. Yeah. It's an awesome problem to have. So guess what? What if he goes to quarterly maintenance and it costs $199 for the maintenance? Doesn't cost his normal 65 bucks. He can still get his. It's going to be at a lower number, but he's going to get a bigger pop when those maintenances come up. What if he moves to six-month model? What's that number look like, right? These are all things in that salesmanship that all come out of a process and a purpose. He still believes in maintenance. He just doesn't have the bodies. So he can't really make that decision because that would be a foolish decision from where he sits now. Booked out a month coding cars, seven days a week. I can't maintain customers. But how do I put them back in my ecosystem? That's the purpose and the process he's going to have to build. And he's going to have to build it. But you know, right now he's overwhelmed and you know what he's overwhelmed with work. He's not overwhelmed just for the sake of being overwhelmed. He's got too much work and now he's got to start to identify some problems and fix them. This is a cool problem to have. And it only happens if he switch, if he switches to hyper clean ceramics, this does not happen under any other system on the planet, but ours, not because you can't do one stage corrections with other people, but because they don't allow him to build out a simplicity that allows him to gain, we talked about it offline, the word momentum. How do you gain momentum? It's by going with simplicity and doing things that people understand. And guess what he's becoming? We said it on his podcast a lot. His Instagram is not used to talk to other detailers anymore. He's using his Instagram to become the expert in his area. He's bringing people in, explaining what a clay bar is. Sounds boring. Detailers won't like it. I don't care what detailers like. Customers are now telling him, oh, man, you do such a great job explaining yourself. He talked to that customer for like five minutes. It's because they were watching his Instagram. Boy, oh, boy, when you change a couple little things, a lot of money goes into your bank account. Now we're looking at a guy talking about a mid six figure business and how to hire and how to scale. And now he's got to boot out maintenance clients and then figure out how to bring them back into the fold. Boy, he's got a lot of great problems, 
And we have multiple people that fit under this. We're just using a single person to keep it simple. We have lots of people. Look at our distributors. Same thing. We don't talk about it enough. They're changing their life. They're changing the, 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 the direction of their business long-term. Everybody has opportunity and everybody tells us they want opportunity. Here's the greatest thing, Marty. We have opportunity. It's just a matter if you want to follow the right people and get yourself to the real land of opportunity and make some real money. Yeah, no doubt. Nick, great episode, brother. Uh, thanks so much as always. And uh, we'll chat with you next week, man. Talk soon. See you. Hey, this is Marshall. And listen, one thing that I always ask you is if you got something out of the episode. And I know you did because that was a cool fucking talk. What do you do with it? Some of you are going to go, hey, I might need to make an adjustment with my ceramics. So reach out to us. Let us walk you through it. Some of you are going to hear the story of a guy that, uh, well, his business really did well. And you're going to go, man, I wish I could service somebody like that. The cool part about where that kid is located is we have a new distributor that just landed. So that distributor is going to get to feed off of them. Maybe you think, hey. Maybe I should feed off of selling products to some people in my local area. Distribution. You can grow a very massive company distributing product for HyperClean. So maybe you ought to reach out and talk to us about that. So go to our Instagram page. Shoot us a DM at HyperClean Store. And this is Marshall. Make it a great day. <laughs>